Welcome to the Well Woman Show, where we use intersectional feminism, mindfulness, leadership, and strategy to support smart women to change the world without anxiety, insecurity, and burnout. On the show, we challenge the status quo and support you to unlearn harmful messages that keep you playing small so you can activate your superpowers and live with joy, confidence, and ease. I'm your host, Giovanna Rossi. Hello, hello, well women. Happy December. On the show this week, I interview Becca Ray Tucker. She's a baker and author with a passion for mixing sugar and strong opinions. She likes using baked goods as an artistic medium, talking about feelings, destigmatizing abortion, and making all butter pie crust. Her first cookbook, Baking by Feel, is out now. And today we're going to discuss with her how you can use your platform for advocacy. So really looking at somebody who has a a big following or a big platform, and then using that to advocate for an issue that may be seemingly unrelated to your original platform. We're also going to talk about how emotions are not good or bad. They are just emotions. So lots coming up this morning on the Well Woman Show. As always, you can find all the links and information at wellwomanlife.com slash radio. But first this morning, we're going to hear from Dara Romero, who is a stylist at Macy's. And she is going to give us some tips on holiday styles from a well woman lens. So things that are comfortable yet make you and make you feel good yet, you know, also you could wear to a fancy party or just curl up on the sofa and read a good book. And I'm sharing the 2022 Well Woman Gift Guide this week. These are curated items and resources by women, mostly Native and Black women, to make your month cozy and nourishing. So I, the reason I wanted to talk to you, Dara, is because, you know, this time of year, listeners are uh, getting ready to celebrate, share time with family and friends. We're wanting to do all kinds of things and really feel comfortable, but beautiful and and just feel like we can put something on that is going to make us feel good. So what are your top tips, Dara? Well, I always start with like, what's going to make you feel comfortable? What's going to make you feel beautiful? Like dressing for your body type. I know we see this time of year, lots of glitter and glam and fun festive looks. And, and you can totally pull that off. But I'm all about like, when you step out of the fitting room, Like, are you smiling or are you pulling on something or is it too scratchy? So really starting there and then kind of mimicking or translating that across to what's happening this holiday season. I work with range of women from young girls to grandmothers. Everybody has the same thing. They want to feel good in what they're wearing and they want it to be flattering. So that's my biggest tip. I also look at what's trend and what's on trend, but how you can make it your own style. So is there something that's happening right now? And really right now, which I love is really hot are jewel tones and glitter and glam, very kind of disco 70s looking. But how can you translate it to something that you can wear like all year round? So maybe Mm -hmm. it's like a blazer and it's a velvet blazer. So that of course will work all through winter. Um, But maybe it's in a fun color. You know, there's a lot of burgundies, um, but maybe you're doing like a 
like a magenta or like a silver versus like burgundy or black, you know, pairing that with, you know, what you're comfortable in. You don't have to wear a dress if you're going out. There's a lot of really fun jumpsuits, as you know, as we were fitting you for a special occasion. That's right. They're still so high end looking, but um, many times you feel more comfortable in that. So there's a lot of really fun like joggers and sweatshirts and you can really still kind of feel like you're going out a night in the town, but be really comfortable in that kind of athletic wear feeling or the yoga pants feeling. All right. Dara Romero with Macy's personal stylist. Thank you so much for being on The Well Woman Show. Thank you so much for inviting me to Bonham. All of these items and links can be found at wellwomanlife.com slash 300 show. And now I have the 2022 Well Woman Gift Guide. And remember, gifts can be for you too. So this doesn't mean that you have to just shop for others, but you might find some things that will nourish you. First up, I have the Future is Indigenous 2022 Holiday Shopping Guide which has items from Native women-owned businesses, including soaps, clothing, and jewelry. You can find the link at the website. Uh, Again, this is a list curated by The Future is Indigenous Women. And it's a really great comprehensive list of all kinds of things that are made by and sold by Native women. Second on my list is the Buy Black event on December 16th in Albuquerque by the African-American Chamber of Commerce, where all items are from Black-owned businesses. Again, you can find links and information at wellwomanlife.com slash 300 show. Third on my list is a book called Lunar Abundance. And it's a book that would really support folks if you're working with the Well Woman Life framework, or if you just like listening to this show and you want to dig in a little more to lunar cycles, it's available at Luna and Luce, a woman-owned shop in Old Town, Albuquerque. And fourth and final item on my list is Natural Soaps at Bison Naturals, a native woman-owned company. And you can find the link to that again on the website. So that is the 2022 Well Woman Gift Guide. And now we're going to head over to my interview with Becca Ray Tucker. Uh, As always, the Well Woman Show is thankful for support from the Well Woman Academy at wellwomanlife.com slash academy. Join us in the academy for community mindfulness practices and support to live your well woman life. Welcome to the show, Becca Ray Tucker. So good to have you here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Well, before we get started, I just would love for you to share with listeners, who are you in the world today? And how are you feeling? (laughs) Great. So I I love this question. I'm a baker and author who uses baked goods as an artistic medium. I'm on a journey to explore and feel my feelings, um, particularly through the act of baking and cooking. And I'm also passionate about destigmatizing abortion, supporting people who have abortions however I can. And today I'm feeling good. I, I don't know. I feel pretty energized today. I feel excited to be on this podcast. So yeah, today I'm feeling good. Okay, Becca, I love that you talk about so many different things um, in in terms of who you are. You know, you bake, obviously. Um, You are wanting to identify your feelings, which is so cool and something that not everybody really focuses on, right? (laughs) Um, 
And you mentioned being um, wanting to destigmatize abortion. How did all of those come together for you? And uh, in in terms of like who you are in the world and what you offer people. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I I know that they seem like different things, but I think we're all so multifaceted that it's okay to just claim them all as who I am. And they, they do all show up in my platform on Instagram um, called the sweet feminist, um, where I am making baked goods that have um, feminist messages on them defined broadly. Um, So there I'm, you know, using baked goods as an artistic medium. Literally I use cake and pies and cookies as my medium, but I also talk about abortion a lot over there. And yeah, there are lots of people that are big fans of baking and big fans of destigmatizing abortion. And so I sort of fit into that niche, I would say. Now, did you uh, start focusing on your pro-abortion message after Roe v. Wade was overturned? Or is this something that has been part of your kind of messaging all along? How did that Mm -hmm. develop? Yeah, so it's been it's been part of my messaging all along. I had an abortion in college in Iowa and I didn't talk about it for a very long time and just sort of kept it to myself. But when I started The Sweet Feminist, I had this platform. And so I decided to start sharing my abortion story and talking to other people about their abortion stories. Um, and so it's it's been there on The Sweet Feminist since the beginning, but more and more so focused on it as time um, has gone on. Yeah. And I love it because you really do bring together all of these different parts of yourself, which I think as women, we're often um, socialized to kind of compartmentalize things and just show up as what's expected of us in in certain situations. And you're, you're just out there like, I'm a baker, I'm a feminist, I had an abortion. And I have feelings, and uh, <laughs> and I think that that really speaks speaks to sort of your generation, possibly, and and who you are in the world, and who you're talking to. And so, just for listeners, you know, this is a great example. Besides the fact that you're producing, you know, these great messages, and and your work is is great, and I and we'll talk about the cookbook too, but. Besides that, I think you're, it's, it's interesting because so many women that listen to this show are trying to sort of figure out their voice, stepping into their power in terms of who they are in the world and sharing who they are in spaces that may not necessarily be, you know, supportive. So um, how have you, how have you navigated kind of bringing your voice out to the world? And have you had any pushback? How have you handled that? Yeah, so it took me it took me a while. I started this Sweet Feminist, I think in 2018, early 2018. Um, and it was originally an anonymous project. And it took me a few months to sort of gather the confidence to claim it as my own. And that's, that's definitely come over time. My confidence has definitely built. Um, it wasn't like I woke up one day and I was like, I'm going to share all these things about my feelings, all these things about my abortion and feminism. And I'm just going to put all my thoughts out there. That was something I've actively cultivated, Try to figure out how to do authentically. And it's been a journey. It's not like a light bulb switch. It's something that I um, yeah, actively try to do, I would say. Yeah. Okay. And you're the author of a new book called Baking by Feel. And I have it right here. And I've been looking through it. So how did this come about? Why, why connect 
baking to how we're feeling and yeah, like how did, how did that come about and what, how do you want people to use this book? Sure. So I had the opportunity to go to therapy for the first time about three years ago. And through that process, I realized that I was someone who intellectualized my feelings a lot and that that is actually not the same as processing them and feeling them and sitting with them. So I could talk to you about them all day, but it wasn't something that I was feeling within myself. Um, but eventually I realized that it was easier for me to actually get in touch with those feelings, feel those feelings. If I was doing something tactile in the world, for me, that is baking um, because I'm a baker. And so I think a lot of people actually do this already. Um, we've seen this you know, in the beginning of the pandemic, people were making a lot of bread. People use cooking and baking as a way to process. And so I just decided to to write Baking by Feel as sort of a roadmap to do something that people have already been doing and something that I do as well. Yeah. I mean, it's a really nice combination of your own strengths and expertise in baking and then really applying it to the wheel of emotions. And, and you say you want to encourage people to bake through all their feels. <laughs> yeah. I love that. How how do you think this is kind of related to feminism in terms of encouraging women to feel their feelings? Yeah. So I, I think it encourages you to take time for yourself um, and to focus on your own feelings. I think a lot of times um, women are socialized to only caretake for other people rather than themselves. And so I see this book as a tool for taking that space for yourself to sit with your feelings and care for yourself. Yeah. And I know on my show, I, I talk about that a lot about not just self-care, but really reclaiming the word selfish yep. also is one of like the cornerstones of my work. So yep. that women who are nurturing everybody else cannot feel so guilty about just taking some time to focus, you know, on ourselves. In the book, there is a recipe pairing for selfish, for the feeling of selfishness. And it's a cookie cake. So that's, oh, that's in there. So yeah, in the book, each recipe has a feeling that's paired with it. So you choose what to bake based on whatever you're feeling that day. And selfishness is one of those. I have a little blurb that talks about the feeling next to the recipe. And there I talk about selfishness as not inherently negative thing. If you are feeling selfish today, that is not a problem. Yeah. And I think it's even incredible for women to just kind of acknowledge that they are feeling selfish because there's such a pushback against it. Like, oh no, I, I can't be selfish. That's too selfish. Um, and so you're really offering that it's okay. Like, hey, let's be selfish today. Let's, let's clean yes. it. Let's bake it. <laughs> yeah. So one of the core tenets of the book is that there are no good and bad emotions. There are no good and bad feelings. Um, all feelings are human. I like to say that it, the book is emotionally agnostic. It's not going to judge whatever you're showing up with today. I love that. Yeah. I think that is, is really important as we navigate claiming our feelings, claiming our place in the world to know that we're not being judged because we're, we're being judged everywhere else out in the world. All yes. The time. And it's hard not to judge our own feelings. Um, I think we police our own feelings a lot and say, oh, I'm feeling bitter and I should feel badly about that. Um, and so in the book, I'm trying to, to tell you, actually, that's okay to feel. And it's just you here. You don't need to police that. Yeah. So where do you think this is going to take you with the, the work around emotions and feelings? I, I feel like you might end up 
studying therapy or something and becoming like a baking therapist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure exactly where I'm going. Yeah, because I am I'm not a therapist. I am just someone who has a lot of feelings and also bakes. Um, so this book is my own sort of journey through those feelings. And writing the book was a great experience for me um, as someone who is learning to feel their feelings. Okay. And let's talk about that a little bit, Becca, because when people are listening and they're saying, but it's just so hard to feel feelings. It's, it's so much easier to just not. You know? yep. <laughs> like, yes. Like, uh, why, why do we have to do this hard work? Like, what would you say to that? I know that it can be very uncomfortable. But for me, the reason I went to therapy is that I was dealing with a lot of chronic pain and going to therapy and sort of unraveling a lot of these things allowed me to meet those feelings rather than them showing up as chronic pain in my body. Um, so the feelings will announce themselves anyway. Like you can't, you can't outrun them. It doesn't like you can't just bury them and expect to just move on with no, yeah, with, with nothing. So I would say that it is very uncomfortable and I want to honor that. Um, but that there are many tools for doing it. There's no one way to feel your feelings and you just need to find what works for you in order to do that. And for me, it's easier to do that by being um, doing something that grounds me in the present moment, especially something that is tactile and, and uses all my senses, like, you know, taste and smell and feeling dough between your fingers. And I, I know years ago when I was, also, I mean, it's, it's a constant journey and, and we're, we're never done, right? It's always in process that I was a person that was, I, I thought I might die if I felt all my feelings, like literally. And for the, for that intensity, um, can you, can you walk people through sort of how, how do you feel your feelings? Like how, what, what is a, a kind of a few steps that you do? Like, okay, you're feeling really angry or you're feeling really sad. You you know, identify the emotion. And I know you talk about this a little bit in the book. What would you say to folks? Yeah. One of my favorite ways is to switch over from thinking about the emotion. Like I, I thought that if I just thought hard enough about it, if I focus my energy on thinking about, you know, I feel hopeless that that would be what feeling is but through this book we're focusing on the body the senses and for me feeling my emotions often is trying to locate where the emotion might be showing up in my body is it a tingling across my chest is it like a tension in my shoulders like where does it show up in your body and sort of letting yourself physically feel that emotion rather than just thinking about it as hard as you can. And I think with using something like cooking or baking, it's easier to let yourself feel if your body is engaged. Mm. Yeah. Feeling it in your body. Okay. I'm speaking with Becca Ray Tucker about her book and we'll be right back. I want to tell you about a cool new product from Well Woman Life, which is the 2023 Planner. Now this has been in the works for a long time and we've been using it in the Well Woman Academy, but now for the first time, it's available for purchase from the wider community. You can go to wellwomanlife.com slash planner to find out more about that. Uh, but just to say, it's really cool because it's a daily look at uh, how to use the Well Woman Life tools to apply them in your life every day. So it includes how to prioritize, how to reconnect with your purpose, um, and how to re-energize and how to really find what nourishes you 
on a daily basis. So check it out, wellwomanlife.com slash planner. We're back on the Well Woman Show with Becca Ray Tucker, author of Baking by Feel. She's a feminist, a baker, and talks a lot about feeling her feelings. Becca, we're going into a segment called Superpowers for Success. And we define success very broadly on this show. Basically, it's up to the individual, whatever that means to them. I'd love to know if you can share with listeners, what does success in life mean for you? For me, success has a lot to do with authenticity and showing up in a way that feels genuine to me so that I am measuring my success based on what makes me feel like my cup is filled versus external measures of uh, success. And this is something that I struggle with a lot. Like this, <laughs> I am on a journey of um, figuring out what success means to me, but I am trying to set my own scale, I guess, versus measuring it against other people's scales. Yeah. Because I mean, if you look externally, you've got a, a, a really great platform. You've just authored a book, you're getting a lot of attention. Those are like external measures of success. Yet you're really talking about this more of this internal sense of success. Yes. So Becca, when did you know you were really good at what you do? I would say, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, which part of what I do? I mean, I would say that I realized that I was good at recipe writing, really good at recipe writing when I wrote this book and I wrote, you know, 70 recipes and they worked and other people made them and they worked. And that's been really amazing to see people out in the world. Like my my husband has been baking for our neighbors from my book and he's not a baker. So it's been incredible to see other people using using those things out there in the world. Yeah. And it, it does depend on which part of what you do that you're talking about. So I, I love that you talked about that. But there's also sort of you know, I think you you very successfully grew uh, like a following of your work. You integrated your your values and your belief in feminist principles and destigmatizing abortion while you know exploring your expertise in baking and recipe writing. And was there a moment in that journey where you were just sort of quietly to yourself, like, "Oh, I, I found my thing. Like, this is it." I can't think of a particular moment. I think it's just been just been a, a growth. I can't identify a particular a particular place. I mean, there's been, you know, several. Wow, this is incredible that this is what I get to do. Um, and I'm I'm just grateful for that, you know, over and over, I would say, rather yeah. than one moment. And can you describe a personal habit that contributes to your well-being so that you can do all of the things in the world and, and be who you are? Yes, I am someone who really benefits from walking. So I got a dog last year and going on walks with him um, really has just helped me ground myself in reality. You know, like I look at screens a lot. It's just nice to have something that's yeah in the world that recharges me. So in my world, I, I would consider that sort of a meditative activity. It's it doesn't have to be like sitting on a cushion and meditating, but yeah. going going for a walk probably by yourself, right? So you're introspective and and really taking yeah. it in. Great. Okay. So for listeners, that's another example of you know a meditative activity, and we talk about that a lot. Cooking is another one. Baking, right? Another yes. meditative activity. So, what superpower, Becca, did you discover you had 
only to realize it was there all the time. I think that I am good at sharing myself authentically with the world. I think I've talked about that a lot in this episode, but I do think that I am able to show up as who I am and have that exist in my professional life as well. Um, and I think that I have always always been like that. I don't know exactly where that comes from, but I would say, yeah, that's what it would be. Yeah. And we have talked about it a little bit on on this show, but since you you did start your baking project online anonymously and then and then you really did step into and, and showed, you know, spoke up and, and started really showing your voice. And um, how do you think that relates to this superpower of like showing up authentically? Was it a protective? Were you protecting yourself at first with the anonymity? Yeah. I, I think so. And I think it's a big leap from be, being authentic in your personal life to then being authentic on a large platform. Um, art is different, very different. Um, yeah. But it turns out it's not actually that different. And I do think the anonymity was protectionary at first, but then I realized, you know, I really, I actually don't really need that. And because you have, you got so much positive reinforcement from folks online, right? Yes. Yes. Um, I'm very, very lucky. But did you get any, any negative feedback or, or uncomfortable feedback from like people in your personal life though, that were like, why are you sharing all of that? That's too much. No, I would say that I have very supportive people in my personal life. Negative feedback I would get would be you know, from anti-abortion people on the internet or yeah, people just generally upset with something that I've said. That happened a lot more in the beginning, I would say. Okay. And Becca, what advice would you give your younger self like 10 years ago? Yeah. I would say you don't need to have the clear path in mind and that that also is pretty impossible to do. That it's okay to just go with the journey and it, you know, hopefully makes sense in the end to not hold on so tightly to, I need to figure out what I'm, what I'm doing, what my place is, that that will, that will come. Yeah. Good advice. Okay. And I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this, but this is, this is a question I always ask and you can explain a little bit. How, how do you identify as a feminist? I love Bell hooks this definition of feminism. For me, feminism is about building a future um, that's free from sexist oppression, but also one that's free from other intersecting kinds of oppression, racism, classism. So for me, it's important that we're, you know, including everybody in our goals of feminism, um, but also centering people who are most impacted by those forms of oppression. That's what I, yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah, absolutely. Love Bell Hooks and we'll to her in the show notes. And Becca, what are you reading right now? What's on your name, Sam? Yeah, so I just ordered a book called Sweet Land of Liberty, A History of America America and Eleven Pies by Rossi Anastopolo, I think is how, I'm not sure how you pronounce her name, but I'm really excited to start reading it. I haven't started reading it yet, but I, yeah, I'm really excited about this one. Oh, I love it. Okay, we'll we'll link to that on the show notes as well. And last, what do you do when you have a a big setback? Like, what where what's your go to? Like, how do you maintain your resilience when you have a, a big disappointment or setback? So I lean on people around me. Um, I like spending time with my friends and my family um, and sort of trying to disconnect from that setback and not ruminate it because I am someone who tends to ruminate 
on things. And so something that's helpful for me is just sort of disconnecting from that, like reading an email over and over that disappointed me. Um, Just trying to, yeah, go and exist in the physical world in that moment, sort of come back to it later when I can have a more balanced look (laughs) on it, I would say. Yeah. Good. Okay. I've been speaking with Becca Ray Tucker at The Sweet Feminist on social media and author of Baking by Feel, Recipes to Sort Out Your Emotions. It's been so great having you on the show today. Yeah. Thank you. This has been wonderful. That's it for our show today. Remember, if you need support to live your well woman life, head over to wellwomanlife.com. As a reminder, we are on NPR every week. So be sure to tune in at npr.org slash podcasts and search for The Well Woman Show. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a moment and subscribe and leave a review. And this helps rate us super powerful, super helpful when it comes to producing the show every week. For feedback, comments, or just to let me know you were listening, find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Well Woman Life. I'm Giovanna Rossi for The Well Woman Show. 